0: Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. He's helped me to transform, to be transformed into the image of God, which is God's purpose for my life.
1: I have the faith now to be able to stand through anything that I go through. I know that I'm going to come out victorious on the other side because of what I've learned through this
0: ministry. And now, here's Andrew.
1: Welcome to our Friday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today is THE END OF MY THIRD WEEK TEACHING ON LIVING IN GOD'S BEST. AND I TELL YOU WHAT, THIS IS POWERFUL, POWERFUL TEACHING. THESE ARE THINGS THAT I'VE BEEN LIVING, AND I MEAN, IT HAS TRANSFORMED MY LIFE. AND I WOULD REALLY... I WOULD REALLY DESIRE THAT GOD COULD TAKE THESE TRUTHS THAT HE'S SPOKEN TO ME AND JUST PUT THEM IN YOUR LIFE. YOU KNOW, I DON'T SAY THIS IN A CONCEITED WAY. THAT'S NOT MY POINT, BUT I FEEL SO BLESSED God has done so many wonderful things in my life. You know, I could could spend literally days just telling you about how God has transformed me. My point isn't to sit here and just tell you about me, but I feel like I am the most blessed person on the planet. And it's because of the truths that God has shown me. These truths specifically, they've changed my life. I've seen my son raised from the dead. I've seen my wife raised from the dead. I've seen God supply my needs. I've seen God use me to touch other people's lives. I mean, I am so happy, I am so blessed that there's times that I honestly feel like I'm about to explode. And I would love to see that reproduced in your life. And I know that there are some of you watching this that you feel exactly the same way, but I also know that there are millions of people that you don't feel blessed. You don't feel that joy and peace. AND YOU JUST ARE STRUGGLING and it's, AND IT'S UNNECESSARY. IT DOESN'T HAVE TO BE THAT WAY. GOD DIDN'T DO SOMETHING JUST SPECIAL FOR ME. GOD HAS DONE THIS FOR EVERYONE. THE SCRIPTURE I WAS USING ON MY PROGRAM YESTERDAY, EPHESIANS 1-3, BLESSED BE THE GOD AND FATHER OF OUR LORD JESUS CHRIST, WHO HATH BLESSED US WITH ALL SPIRITUAL BLESSINGS IN HEAVENLY PLACES IN CHRIST. He's given you, not just me. This isn't just unique to me or to just a few people. God has blessed every person who has made Jesus their personal Lord and Savior with all spiritual blessings. If you aren't seeing them manifest, it's not God who hasn't given, it's you that hasn't received. And I know somebody's offended by that and saying, so you're saying it's my fault? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying, but I'm not saying it in a condemning way. I'm just saying that our ignorance, you know, I also use these verses out of 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, where it says, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him. He's given us everything that it takes through the knowledge of him. The scripture also says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. God has blessed you God has given you everything you could ever need. Your life should be an absolute joy and blessing. If it's not that way, it's not because God hasn't provided it. It's because of our ignorance of what God has done, how that we've leaned unto our own understanding. We've been doing things our way instead of following God's way. I'm not saying that to condemn, but I'm saying that you need to grab hold of these truths and the blessings are there, but you've got to reach out and take it. So what I want to do today is turn over to some Old Testament scriptures and show you some of the blessings of God that have been given. And again, I'm just going through and picking a few things. There are millions of blessings that have been spoken from God TO ALL OF US. YOU HAVE BEEN BLESSED WITH HEALTH, WITH WEALTH, WITH JOY, WITH PEACE, LOVE, JOY, PEACE, LONG SUFFERING, GENTLENESS, GOODNESS, FAITH, meekness, AND TEMPERANCE, GALATIANS 5, AND 23. YOU ARE BLESSED WITH EVERYTHING, BUT YOU'VE GOT TO UNDERSTAND IT. YOU'VE GOT TO KNOW THAT THESE THINGS BELONG TO YOU. YOU'VE GOT TO REACH OUT, AND YOU SOMETIMES HAVE TO FIGHT BECAUSE THE DEVIL WILL CONTEND WITH YOU AND TRY AND TALK YOU OUT OF THE BLESSING OF GOD But I'm telling you, God has blessed you, and Satan can't stop it. The only thing he can do is discourage you and get you to where you stop it, where you quit believing in the blessing of God. Look at these verses here in Deuteronomy chapter 28. In verse 1, it says, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. Man, I really like the wording of this. In other words, they don't just come to you, but they actually overtake you. This means that you can't outrun them. They're going to overwhelm you. It's like a tsunami. There's just no way to survive it. The blessing of God is pursuing you. I know some of you right now feel like the blessing of God is a million miles away, but it's not. If you've been born again, now again, I make everything conditional on the fact that you've got to make Jesus your personal Lord. Everything comes through Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No man access the Father except through Jesus. You can't access the blessing of God except through Jesus. But if you've been born again, if Jesus is your personal Lord and Savior, you are loaded. You already have all of these blessings and they are pursuing you. God is trying to overtake you. And yet many of you may feel like, man, I'm the opposite of this. You know, there may be people that are destitute financially. There may be people who are dying physically watching this program. There may be people who are so depressed and discouraged. And it just, there is nothing in your life that looks like the blessing of God. But I'm telling you, if you're born again, God has blessed you. He has spoken this favor over you but you've got to reach out and receive it. First of all, let me point out here in Deuteronomy chapter 28, it says you have to observe to do all of the commandments. And I just know that some people right now are saying, well, that's it. I haven't lived holy, and you disqualify yourself. I used this verse yesterday out of Hebrews chapter four, verse two. It says the word preached unto them did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. And when many of you read Deuteronomy 28, one, that says you have to hearken to do all of the commandments. You immediately, right there, quit believing in the blessing because you know you haven't kept all the commandments. And so you shut off the blessing. But here's the way the New Testament believer should read this. In the Old Testament, this is the way it was written. But in the New Testament, you should read it this way. AND IT SHALL COME TO PASS, SINCE JESUS HEARKENED DILIGENTLY UNTO THE VOICE OF THE LORD HIS GOD TO OBSERVE AND TO DO ALL HIS COMMANDMENTS, WHICH WERE COMMANDED HIM THIS DAY, THAT THE LORD THY GOD IS GONNA SET ME ON HIGH AND BLESS ME BECAUSE OF WHAT JESUS DID. GALATIANS 3.13 SAYS, CHRIST REDEEMED ME FROM THE CURSE OF THE LAW. DEUTERONOMY 28 IS THE CURSE. AND CHRIST REDEEMED ME FROM THESE CURSES SO THAT THE BLESSING MIGHT COME UPON ME THROUGH CHRIST JESUS. So the way the New Testament believer reads this is not based on our performance. You don't have to perform and do everything right for the blessing of God to come. Because you made Jesus your Lord, you have automatically been blessed by God with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. It's a done deal. You can't get unblessed. God has already blessed you, but... You have to receive those blessings. You have to cooperate, and you do have to believe in order to release this power. But God has blessed you, and so you are blessed. And here are some of the blessings that come upon you here in Deuteronomy chapter 28, beginning with verse 3. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. You know, this means whether you're a city dweller, whether you're working a job, going to some place downtown to work, or if you're a farmer, it doesn't matter if you're a farmer, if you're a city person. It doesn't matter where you are. It This is basically just saying that you're blessed anywhere. You're blessed everywhere. You know, you have to believe this. I really believe it. I really believe it. I, over the years, have taken these things, and I have been in situations that in the natural I don't like, and yet I just believe that I'm blessed in whatever I do. I'm going to be blessed. You know, I remember one time when I was in Childress, Texas, I was pastoring a little church there. And this is right. Some of you have heard me talk about that in the beginning, I wouldn't work a job because I felt like I was called to the ministry and I was sinning against God if I worked a job. That was wrong. Until my ministry got big enough to supply my needs, I should have made tents like Paul did. But nonetheless, that was the way I thought. And when I was in Childress, Texas, I was transitioning. I was tired of being without. We had gone three or four years and had just been facing starvation in any way. Long story, but I had a house payment. We had actually bought a house, and I had a house payment, and I couldn't make it. And it was a personal loan. I didn't go to the bank, but the seller, I bought it from him, and I was owing him. And when I couldn't make my house payment, I went to this guy. And I told him, I confronted him. So here, here's some of the things I believe that activate the blessing of God is that there's a lot of people that when you get behind, you avoid your bill collectors. You don't operate in integrity. You, uh, you tell them that you're going to pay them, but then if you can't do it, you avoid them, and they don't know what you're thinking and stuff. Instead, man, the moment, I mean, the very day that I owned the, owed this man this money, I went to his business, And I told him, I said, I'm sorry, I don't have the money today, but I guarantee I am good for it. I've told you I'd pay you and I will pay you. My wife's blood, she's got a B-negative blood. And back during those days, this would have been back in 1976, her blood was worth like $150 a, a pint. And so, man, I told him, if nothing else, we'll cash in some blood. I was joking. But nonetheless, I was just saying, I will make this good. And so this guy told me he says well I tell you what he he owned a photography studio and he says I'll let you work your payment off. And you know what this is back when again I was thinking I needed to be full time in the ministry but we didn't have very many people coming to church but I couldn't tell a person that I owed money I am not going to work my thing off. So I just went in and told him all right and I went in there and anyway it's a long story but I believed I was blessed. I had no knowledge about photography whatsoever. And he had a machine that we would, you know, uh, uh, put the negative in a thing and then put a sheet of paper underneath it. All this had to be done in the dark and put a piece of paper underneath there and then, you know, turn on the machine just for a brief period of time and it would project onto there and then you'd have to take them out and dry them and, do all of this stuff. And so anyway, he took me in and he started teaching me how to do this. So the very first uh, photograph that he shot, uh, he took it out into the light after we had shot it and he looked at it and he says, what's wrong with this picture? And I said, nothing's wrong with this picture, it looks great to me. And he says, there's too much magenta. Did you know I didn't even know what magenta was? I didn't know that that was a color. But he says, there's too much vagina. And so he went in and showed me how to adjust the machine and how to do things. And we shot another picture. And so anyway, he spent a day or two training me. And then I was on my own. And you know what? It just was not coming together. And I started praying in tongues and saying, I was quoting these things. I'm blessed in the city, in the field. I'm blessed in whatever I'm doing. Whatever I lay my hand unto, we'll come down to that in a few minutes. And I just started speaking in tongues and speaking the blessing of God, saying, I can do this. And did you know I got to where, man, I could do that job. It was amazing. And I hadn't got time to explain this to you, but there was one shot that was nearly impossible to do, but it made sense to me to do it this way. So anyway, I did uh, that, and I put it out on this table, and the boss came walking through, and he came running into the dark room, and he got me and brought me out, and he says, see this? He says, I've been doing this for 26 years. And he says, in 26 years, I've only made this work one time. He said, you couldn't do that again if your life depended on it. And I said, oh, yeah. And I took him into another room, and there must have been 15 tables with hundreds of pictures that I had done that same way. And he looked at that and he says, I don't know what you're doing, but whatever it is, he says, you just keep doing it. And I mean, in a brief period of time, this guy, he had the uh, high school pictures contract and he had shot the pictures for all of the high school, but the guy who developed his pictures had quit and he was behind schedule. He was late on delivering. And if he didn't get it done, he wasn't going to get any money. And his entire business would have collapsed. AND I CAME IN AND I DID HUNDREDS AND HUNDREDS AND HUNDREDS OF THOSE HIGH SCHOOL PHOTOGRAPHS AND GOT THEM OUT ON TIME AND DID YOU KNOW I SAVED his BUSINESS. AND THIS MAN CAME TO ME AND HE SAYS, I DON'T KNOW WHAT YOU'RE DOING, BUT HE OFFERED ME 50% OF HIS BUSINESS. I MEAN, THIS WAS WORTH THOUSANDS AND THOUSANDS, MAYBE TENS OF THOUSANDS OF DOLLARS And he offered it to me and I had to turn him down and say, nope, God's called me to the ministry and I cannot be giving my total time to this. And I had to turn him down and it was during that period of time that we moved to Pritchett, Colorado, and my ministry just took off and I went full time and it's worked ever since. But anyway, my point in sharing all of this is that, see, I believed I was blessed. As a matter of fact, when I quit and I was moving to Pritchett, Colorado, he brought another guy in for me to train. And I took him in and we shot a picture and we took it out into the light. And I said, what's wrong with this picture? He says, nothing, looks great to me. And I said, too much magenta. I've been waiting a long time to say that. And so I told this guy that and I started trying to teach him how to adjust everything and how to do the stuff that I was doing. And he just wasn't getting it. And he says, how do you know that you turn this and that you do this? And I said, well, to be honest with you, I don't know it in my head. I said, I pray in tongues. And God tells me what to do. And this guy just looked at me in panic and he says, I don't pray in tongues. What do I do? And I said, well, I can lead you into the baptism of the Holy Spirit and teach you how to pray in tongues. But other than that, I don't know. I said, I just trained him the best I could and left. But did you know that God... I believed I was blessed, and because of it, I mean, God promoted me. I could have had 50% of that business. And I truly believe that because of these things that whatever I set my hand unto is blessed. Let me go on and read some of these others. In verse 3, it said, you're blessed in the city and blessed in the field. In verse 4, it says, blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, the fruit of thy ground, the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. You know, again, this was written to a group of people that were basically agricultural people. And this was really important to them because this meant that their animals were going to be blessed, that they would calve, that they would have offsprings, that they would multiply, which meant money, which meant increase. We may miss some of this today because the majority of people watching this program aren't agricultural people, but it still has applications for us. You know, this could apply to your pets that your pets are blessed. You don't have to have your pets have all of these sicknesses and problems and things like this. Your pets are blessed. You know, it says the fruit of the ground. I remember that when I was first getting started in ministry and back to this prior to this time, I was just given the example of that we were starving, struggling. And my mother is the one who kept us from starving to death. She didn't know it. But she would invite me over to her house to eat and to do things, and I'd go over there. Jamie and I would go over, and just to bless her, I would mow her lawn for her and do things like this. And the place that I grew up in had 23 pecan trees in the yard. I know that some people call those pecans, but you know, in Texas, that's what we called it if you didn't want to go all the way out to the outhouse at night. Amen. Anyway, we called them pecans. There was 23 pecan trees, and when my dad was alive, we used to pick up three, 400 pounds of pecans in a year and shell them and sell some and do things like this. After my dad died, my mother kind of let those trees go, and I remember we had bag worms, and one year we only got like 50 pounds of pecans. I mean, those trees were in bad shape. So as I would mow her along based on this scripture right here in Deuteronomy 28, 4, blessed is the fruit of thy ground. I would go around those trees. Every time I'd go around one of those trees and mow around it, I'd lay hands on that and I'd speak to that tree and say, you are blessed. And I spoke to the bagworms and I cursed them and commanded those to die. And I said, we are going to be blessed. We will have a bumper crop. And did you know that year we took up nearly 600 pounds of pecans out of the same trees that the year before had produced 50 pounds of pecans. And it was because I blessed them. And I know some of you say, I don't believe that. Well, then it won't work for you. But the truth is you've been blessed. The fruit of your ground is blessed. Did you know your your garden, your crops, your flowers, your grass, whatever it is that you've got, you're blessed. But you got to believe it in order for it to work. But you are blessed. Everything is blessed. Here in verse 5, it says, Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. This is talking about what you have in your possession and where you keep things. A storehouse. A storehouse is where you kept your extra. You know, this friend of mine, Al Jandal, has a book entitled The Storehouse Principle. And anyway, in a nutshell, he just was using this verse that your store will be blessed. But it came to him one day that he didn't have a store. He was living so close to the edge, he didn't have any money saved up. And God can't bless what you don't have. A hundred times zero is zero. So the Lord convicted him that he needed to start a storehouse and he didn't have much money. So he just started putting $1 a month in there. But did you know now he's in the Houston area and he has, I don't even know, but it's over a hundred acres. He's got a theme park for youth ministry and things like this, an auditorium that seats over 2000 people. And all of it started with him just sowing a little bit. You need to have not only what's in your wallet or in your purse, you need to have some extra, some savings so that God could bless it. Because he says he would bless your basket. That's like your wallet and your store. Goes on to say, Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. Did you know whether you're coming or going? You are blessed. This is just saying that God's blessing is upon you regardless of what's going on coming or going, in the city, in the field, anything that you set your hand unto, it is blessed. And it says in verse 7, The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before these seven ways. Now, again, this was written to the nation of Israel, and they were in a time that, you know, nations were warring against nations, and this was a promise that they would win in their battles and stuff. But I believe that this has a personal application to each one of us, that if somebody comes out against us and insults us, comes against us, discredits us, lies about us, whatever, You know what? If you will just stand and believe that you're blessed, God will turn it around for your good. He'll make those people flee from you seven ways. You know, I'm nearly out of time today. I don't have time to give this whole story, but I've got two really notable miracles. One of them is a national ministry that if I was to mention their name, you would know who they were. And anyway, many years ago, 20, 30 years ago, they got crossways with me. I'd never met them but they just listened to other people. They came out and said I was a cult, the slickest cult since Jim Jones. And you know what? Instead of getting mad and hurt and bitter, I forgave them. I blessed them. I sent them money. I kept walking in faith and believing that I'm blessed. And did you know God has turned that around? And today those people are good friends of mine. I just got a card from them and a picture and stuff and saying what a blessing. And they just want to bless me. And we're good friends today. God made that bad situation that came against me. It's turned around. It's seven times better than it was. This is what this is talking about, that you will be blessed in relationships when people come out against you. God will protect you. Man, this is awesome. And you know what? This isn't just for me. This is for any person who's made Jesus your Lord. You have these same blessings. All of these blessings have been given unto you in Christ Jesus. WHEN WE TALK ABOUT RUNNING WITH THE LORD, THIS IS PART OF IT, IS THAT YOU NEED TO BECOME ABSOLUTELY DEPENDENT UPON GOD. NO MATTER HOW OLD WE GET, NO MATTER HOW MUCH WE MAY THINK WE'RE BEHIND, IF WE FOLLOW THE BEST PLAYBOOK EVER WRITTEN, THE BIBLE ITSELF, WE WILL OVERCOME.
0: Today, you can get Andrew's teaching, Living in God's Best, in a hardback book for a gift of any amount when you contact us.
1: I like to encourage you to get these materials that I'm offering. I've got this hardcover book on living in God's best. We've got a study guide, which is 475 pages. And this is specifically designed so that you can disciple other people in this. We've also got this book In Spanish, we've got a series that was recorded live, and then we have a CD set and a DVD set. But I tell you, this teaching on living in God's best is absolutely life-changing if you will listen to it and then heed it and act on it. So please check it out today.
0: Andrew's entire series, Living in God's Best, is available as a book in either English or Spanish, as a DVD album made from our daily television broadcast, or as a CD or DVD album recorded live from a Gospel Truth seminar. You can also get this teaching as a companion study guide. The study guide will deepen your personal understanding and is perfect for home groups or Sunday schools. Each of these valuable resources are available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. The individual topic highlighted on today's broadcast is available as an audio CD for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or you can call our helpline at 719-635-1111. Our helpline is open Monday through Friday, 24 hours a day, and Saturday and Sunday from 7.30 a.m. to 6.00 p.m. Mountain Time. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today.
1: It's your spirit that was changed when you got born again. It was created in righteousness and true holiness. And then according to Ephesians 1.13, you were immediately sealed by the Holy Spirit, vacuum-packed. The Holy Spirit has encased your perfect born-again spirit. If you are committed to God and following God, I'm telling you, you're a success if you're being sold into slavery. You're a success if you've been lied about and put in prison. God is pleased with you. God loves you, he's more pleased with you than what any of us know. It was like, I had no
0: reason anymore to be sick, to have pain, to be fearful. I thought that I was not good enough, that God could not
1: forgive me everything that I've done in my life. But then I came into the teaching of Andrew Warmack and I saw it on YouTube on, a, on a, one series about the true nature of God and it changed my life forever.
0: And I just want to thank uh, Andrew Womack for all what he has preaching and uh, what a blessing to the whole world.
1: WELL, THIS IS ANDREW WOMACK, AND I'D LIKE TO INVITE YOU TO JOIN ME ON FEBRUARY THE 14TH. THAT'S A SUNDAY NIGHT. I'M GOING TO BE AT NEW HOPE MINISTRIES IN NAPLES, FLORIDA. AND THIS IS ACTUALLY GOING TO BE A TRUTH AND LIBERTY LIVE EVENT. Uh, WHERE WE'RE GOING TO BE TALKING ABOUT HOW TO EQUIP YOU TO BE THE SALT AND THE LIGHT IN YOUR COMMUNITY, IMPACTING PEOPLE THAT YOU NEED TO BE. IT'S AN RSVP uh, SITUATION. WE ENCOURAGE YOU TO GO TO truthandliberty.net AND REGISTER. BUT IT'S GOING TO BE SUNDAY NIGHT, FEBRUARY THE 14TH IN NEW HOPE MINISTRIES IN NAPLES, FLORIDA. I WOULD LIKE TO ENCOURAGE YOU TO CHECK OUT OUR SOCIAL MEDIA, ALL OF THESE DIFFERENT PLATFORMS WE'VE GOT A LOT OF GOOD NEWS TO SHARE, SO CHECK IT OUT, OUR SOCIAL MEDIA FOR ANDREW WOMACK MINISTRIES.